Welcome to Mod Pod, Museum of Dance podcast, where we explore why we dance. I'm Hilary Palanza, your host. With us today are Consuelo Faust and Dudley Flores. Rhythm in Motion was founded by acclaimed dancer, teacher, and choreographer Consuelo Faust in 1979. A native of New Orleans, she credits her love of music and movement to the ambient sights and sounds of her childhood. Dudley Flores has been working with the Rhythm and Motion family since 2000 as a teacher, master trainer, artistic director, and currently as the company's director. For over 40 years, the company has worked to cultivate classes and programming that promote and uplift dance in its many forms and encourage health, well-being, and community for all people, regardless of age, ability, or background. Rhythm in Motion emphasizes the joyful spirit and open expressiveness of dance and invites it into daily life for individuals, friends, families, and the larger community. For decades, Rhythm in Motion offered classes in a number of San Francisco neighborhood locations, including its own dance center in the Soma District of San Francisco. In 2006, Rhythm in Motion launched a partnership with ODC School and moved its home base to ODC Dance Commons in the heart of the Mission District. Today, Rhythm in Motion works in partnerships with several studios, including ODC, Motion Pacific Dance in Santa Cruz, Berkeley Ballet Theater, and the School of Richmond Ballet in Virginia. Those at Rhythm in Motion believe that anyone can dance. Welcome to the Museum of Dance podcast, Consuelo and Dudley. We are so glad you could join us today. Thanks for having us, Hillary. Thank you so much. We would love to share with our listeners a little bit about each of your backgrounds. Do you mind sharing with us a little bit about this? Not at all. Should I go first, Dudley? Sure. Sounds good. Since I go way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I grew up in, in New Orleans, the 1950s and early 60s, where I studied ballet. When I was a teenager, I went to a dance festival in New York City and fell in love with modern dance. And that was kind of eye-opening event for me, you know, kind of like this can be freer. I felt like, you know, I had that opportunity through modern dance. And I pursued that when I was 19. I came out to San Francisco and shortly after, joined everything you can think of, you know, contact improvisation and gymnastics. We were all over the place, uh, a collective called Tumbleweed. And we, and we were literally all over the place in that we performed a lot of site-specific work around San Francisco. And we were kind of wild. <laughs> and yeah, and I, I learned a lot. We taught together and then we toured nationally together and ended up at the Merce Cunningham studio where Teresa Dickinson, the really the head of Tumbleweed, even though it was a, a collective, she had performed with Twyla Tharp in the early days of Twyla's company and um, come out here and was teaching classes is kind of how we all met. But at any rate, we ended up after our school bus across the country for, for three months, uh, the kind of a hippie school bus of artists. At that point, we had also were working with musicians. We ended up at the Cunningham studio where Teresa gave birth to her first child backstage <laughs> while we were performing. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's the first part. And then I basically started doing work on my own and showing my own choreography and mostly at Margaret Jenkins studio and ODC, mostly in San Francisco. 
And there came a time when I wanted to, I needed a real job. <laughs> and um, I, I, I laugh because most people get a real job before they're 26. But I was lucky enough to have some parental support up until then. At any rate, that was when I founded Rhythm and Motion. And I can go into more of that after a while of kind of how the idea came and all of that. But maybe we want to hear Dudley's um, background first. Sure. Um, thanks, Consuelo. So I started dancing later than most professional performers. I actually didn't start my training until I was about 19 years old. I discovered dance when I was in musical theater in high school. And when I went to college, I studied biology in college and lost touch with dance. And then I actually found Rhythm Motion when I, when I was 19. Took the class, fell in love with dance again and decided, all right, you know what? I'm going to be a dancer. <laughs> I'll finish this degree, but I really, really, really want to dance. And so after class um, in college, in the evenings and the weekends, I would train and started off doing a lot of sort of, I guess it's identified as commercial work for films, independent films, feature films. I was a backup dancer for a few music artists, did a few commercials you know, little jobs here and there, anything that came through San Francisco, which was far and few between since back in the early 2000s, there weren't very many auditions for commercial work, um, especially work that paid. I eventually stopped that and I found Stacy Prince and the Prince Dance Project, fell in love with contemporary dance. And that is where I spent a lot of my performance career in San Francisco, working with Stacy. I also worked with Janice Garrett and Charles Moulton, Robert Moses Kin, ODC Dance as a guest performer for a few seasons, Paco Gomez, Katie Nelson, and others. And yeah, I think that's, that's what I did professionally as a performer. Um, and now I just teach, just teach, but <laughs> I teach dance and choreograph and engage with my dance community in any way I possibly can. So, Consuelo, as you mentioned, you founded Rhythm in Motion in 1979. Can you tell us a little bit about the inception of founding this program and, and what inspired you to start it? Sure. This was back when aerobics had just hit like a bomb all over the country. It was really so big and the leg warmer and headband thing. And I was looking in the newspaper, as we used to do, to find a job in the classified section saw, you know, an audition for a new company that was, I won't name it, but it was competing, you know, with Jazzercise. It was, it was large and it was on the West Coast. So I went to an audition and they, they said dancers wanted it and I went and started teaching. Then I was found that it was actually kind of wonderful that there were all these people coming and just having fun and I was helping them do it. And this freedom, you know, I had been teaching modern before that. And it felt like, hey, here are adults who don't have to learn tendus, really, but who can just have the experience of dance. I always felt like everybody should understand, the whole world, that every single person should get to experience the joy of a jeté, of a, of a, you know, of leaping. And so at that time, I was teaching at the Hyatt Embarcadero. Uh, hotel and they were they opened up all of the conference rooms so that I was teaching classes of 200 people I mean it was it was wild and then I, I found that students were giving you know really liking the classes and that was gratifying and and they would say really like it that you're a dancer and that you give these 
technical explanations of how things work, you know, and it wasn't long, long winded. It was mostly in, during the class I would, you know, talk about turnout, you know, and just knees over toes and using your core and shoulders relaxed, all of that. But people liked it. And so then about a year into it, I don't know why this happened exactly, but I got a call from the people who directed the company saying, you know, we think that you teach too much like a dancer, in quotes, like a dancer. You know, we were not so happy with that. And I was baffled. They said, we think you intimidate people maybe, or, you know. And so that was my opportunity to quit and to say, and to realize that I wanted to start my own company that would be teaching like a dancer, (laughs) that would be emphasizing dance and also bringing people the joy and the freedom uh, and the inclusivity that I had felt in these classes. It's, it's a big permission giving, I think, for all of us to, to say we can all dance. And if you like to dance at parties, you'll probably like this. Or if you used to be a, a dancer in your childhood or you took a class in dance in college or, or have never danced before, you're welcome here. The idea of it. And, and it just, you know, the first class we had, I think it was 32 students. So we were happy and, and it built up from there. In fact, in the very beginning, we, I think we started with six classes in the evenings at a high school gym. You know, after a couple of months, we graduated, we added six more classes in the mornings at the women's building here in San Francisco, which is a wonderful place. And then we kept adding neighborhood locations and, and it was, it took off. It was exciting. Dudley, you are the current director of Rhythm and Motion. Can you tell us a little bit about what a Rhythm and Motion class looks like? Yeah. Oh gosh. I always, <laughs> to be honest, I always have a hard time answering this question just because there's so many parts to rhythm motion and what you see and what you feel. And so I'll, I'll try to do my best and Consuelo, please chime in if you have other thoughts as well. But for rhythm motion, I think what happens in these classes is a lot of joy, a lot of fun, a lot of sweat and connection through music and dance, I think. I know. Actually, I know that for a fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's an, it, I mean, on the surface, it's an all-levels welcome dance workout class, really, taught by experienced and professional dancers. And, and in any one class, you'll see all levels of students. You'll see the absolute beginner. You'll see the professional dancer all sharing in the experience of movement. Teens, some of our elders, I mean, just everyone is in this room dancing together, dancing to the same music. The class itself is made up of choreography that's shared amongst our faculty, uh, inspired by a bunch of different movement forms from across the globe, from modern dance and Afro-Cuban, salsa, hip-hop, bangra, you name it, we've probably incorporated in our class and we've, as teachers, have shared our forms with each other so that we can appropriately represent these dance forms. We're always aiming to improve ourselves and to learn more and as, as a faculty, because our choreography and the material that we share in a rhythm motion class is defined by the current faculty. And because we don't value any one dance form over another, we're constantly shifting and evolving what's being taught. And so there might be a heavy contemporary dance influence for years. And, and maybe we have those teachers who 
who have strong influences in Latin dance or Afro-Haitian or Afro-Cuban dance forms. And because we value the different dance forms, these teachers are teaching other teachers about these forms so that we can talk about it, so that we can embody it in ourselves, so that we can communicate all of this information with our students. And I think that's the thing that I fall, I fell in love with through the motion when I first discovered the class in 1999 was seeing a number of different dance forms and, and trying them on for size because I, I had very little dance experience back then. But I think that's been the beauty about Rhythm Motion is that in these classes where people are coming from different places and walks of life, we're all experiencing these dance forms from everywhere. There are no strict lines drawn around modern dance anymore, which is kind of wonderful. There's so much fusion with other forms. I think it's, it's quite wonderful. And, and ballet as well. There's, um, you know, hip hop ballet and all different kinds of dance that talks to the different kinds talk to one another. I love that. I love that we get to explore a lot of these forms in our classes and the influences teachers have had on each other in our own choreography to be able to see a, like an Afro Afro Brazilian contemporary inspired dance in rhythm and motion and to feel that on our bodies and to listen to the music has been really awesome. Dudley, I, I wanted to um, make sure that people understand that our teachers choreograph with editing maybe or suggestions from the director, but the, the teachers are all contributing to the choreography. I think that's a really important part of what we do. So what is it like for a beginner, beginner dancer? So I guess I'll start at the, the class format so that people know what to expect. So the class format... Uh, there's a warm-up section that's based in a number of different fundamental dance techniques, again, from different dance forms. And, and this warm-up promotes stretch and strength, agility, good alignment, and body mechanics. After the thorough warm-up, there's this cardio section so that we can build stamina. And then there are components of strength training throughout the class to promote muscle and joint health for the core, for legs, and the upper body. For someone who has has little to know dance experience, they're welcomed into the class, whether it's in person, pre-COVID times, or if we're teaching an online class, and they're given the instructions and their goals for the day, which is basically to just keep moving. And the expectation is that we have no expectations for them. They may not get everything in this first class, and that's going to be okay, because there's a lot of material in there, and, and we want people to enjoy just feeling their bodies dancing, listening to the music, and being in community with other people. Uh, the teacher will cue all the movements. The teacher will also dance all the movement fully, and they'll also show variations and modifications to the choreography in case there are uh, dancers out there that may have some special needs or um, are working through injuries. Um, for example, if, if there's a piece of choreography that involves jumping, the teacher will show the non-jumpy version so that the choreography is accessible to as many bodies as possible. And then at the end of class, students are always invited to talk with the teachers, ask questions about choreography, about music, um, how to proceed for the next class, maybe some technical information. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's sort of on a basic level what to expect if you're walking into Rhythm Motion class for the first time. So what I hear you saying is for 
the rhythm and motion experience, it's, it's the bar is high in terms of the movement vocabulary, but if you're just starting out as a beginner, you can just jump in and, and learn the steps and there's enough repetition and really enough options for classes to build your technique. And um, it's not dumbed down really at all, but there is, it is still open to every level of dancer. Yep. That's our goal. And we're, and you know, we're, we're always learning as, as dance develops and evolves over the years, we try to adapt as well. And, and again, because the choreography for the program is developed by our faculty, we're always learning new dance forms and dance styles and ways to talk about dance and to teach about movement. And it's been really incredible to, to see and hear and learn over the last 20 years, my 20 years with the company to see and feel how this company has changed and how we teach and how we communicate dance and who we're attracting also. And, and I, and I love that we're still here <laughs> doing our thing and our mission to, to provide dance and accessible and positive atmospheres is, is still going strong. So yay Consuelo, thanks for founding this. <laughs> I, I was just thinking um, when you were saying, you know, how the company changes and who we attract changes and all of that. When I first started the company back in 79, it was really considered totally lowbrow by my, all of my modern cohorts or dance, dance cohorts in general. I had to kind of walk around feeling like I was shunned by the dance community. And, and over the years, that has really changed. And, and so that we do attract you know, serious dancers, like Dudley said, all different kinds of people in the same room from professional dancers to first-time dancers in, in, the, in the class. And that's a wonderful thing. Have either of you, just out of curiosity, given up certain lifestyles or careers to, for lack of a better term, be in the dance world? I haven't ever had a career outside of dance. It was decided early on that, for me, I decided that I would be a dancer and there was no looking back. But I do know that I think back on the fact that when I was uh, 35, I basically decided that I either had to do rhythm and motion to continue with rhythm and motion or to continue with my own professional choreography. And, and I was having a baby. <laughs> I should have said that first. So I had to choose and I chose rhythm and motion at that time and my baby, of course. <laughs> and you Dudley? Oh, I definitely did. I, <laughs> so I, in college, I studied biology and I had hopes of being a doctor at some point, or I don't know if they were my hopes or if, my, if they were my parents' hopes, but I didn't become a doctor because I decided to be a dancer and I, and I have no regrets around that. I love that. <laughs> I, I wasn't a doctor, I was a dancer. <laughs> I'm a dancer. But um, yeah, no. So, I mean, so that's kind of like, that was my, my major one, my major career shift was, is, was that pivot because I, I knew that I loved dance the second I started dancing regularly and I didn't want to give that up because dance for me made me feel the most alive I had ever felt in my whole life up to that point. So I was 19 years old. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, I think we're always making choices in our career at this point. I, similar to Consuelo, I retired from my performance career in 2016. I, I performed from about 2001 to 2016. 
training, rehearsing, taking class, et cetera, 20 to 40 hours a week. Um, and that takes a toll on your body. And at, at some point in a dancer's career, you kind of have to make a choice and decide, do I keep pursuing this and, or do I need to do something else with my life? And, and dance means so much to me that I didn't want to get to the point where my body was going to be done <laughs> and injured permanently because I've, I've heard some of the stories that have happened and I didn't want to be sidelined permanently. So I made the choice to, to retire in 2016 so that I can stay in the dance world and the dance community and um, be more involved with rhythm and motion and, and other parts of the community that I love. Amazing. So that's, yeah, that's, that, that, those are my life choices. I guess, oh, another, another thing is, is not making a ton of money because <laughs> we know there isn't always a whole lot of money in the dance world unless you have celebrity status. But I know that's a choice they made and I'm happy with it and I still love what I do a ton. Yeah. No regrets. No regrets. Yay. Yes. So enriching too in ways that I think money, as they say, money can't buy, right? Exactly. So what is it about dance specifically? I think this can be a really hard question, but uh, you've each mentioned it or alluded to it in your own ways throughout our interview. But what do you feel personally when you're dancing? Oh, gosh. Uh, it is. Um, so I, so many words jumped to my mind, like amazing and wonderful and freeing and flying. And sometimes I think if, <laughs> this sounds so crazy, but I was thinking the other day about, you know, maybe if the Proud Boys could start dancing instead of doing what they're doing, you know, if, if there was, dance is so transformative. I mean, I think that's what it is, that you're absolutely in the moment. And I think it really, there's so much power in that. I had spoken with an artist several years ago, too, in a podcast similar to this about our politics when we're dancing. And, and we don't need to bring that too much into the discussion today, but just this concept of our, our boundaries perhaps disappearing and our ability to listen and see each other and feel together as a community rather as these individuals um, pursuing our individual needs. I think it's a, it's a, it is a freeing, as you mentioned, Consuelo, feeling. I'm so glad you said community because that is the word for rhythm and motion. It's, it is about dancing with each other. Yeah, we all really get to just let go in that moment and forget everything. And just be in our bodies and listen to the music. Have either of you seen Billy Elliot? That might be a dumb question. Billy Elliot, the, the movie from yeah. I can't yeah. remember, 2000, 2001. So that was around the time I started really pursuing dance. And I watched that movie. And I don't know if you remember, but at the very end of the movie, Billy Elliot is at his audition. The judges, I can't, the panel asks him, Billy, why do you dance? And, and he pauses and he's like, I don't know. It feels good. And it was like this, the simplest answer. It feels good. And then he started saying a few other things. And I remember him saying, I forget everything and I, and I, and I disappear, but not like disappear in a, in a bad way, but he just like gets to forget everything in the world, all the bad stuff that has happened in his life. And because it was, I saw that movie in a time when I was making choices about my future, I realized dance just feels really good and I get to disappear, but I also get to 
really be myself and be my authentic self. He also says it, it feels like electricity, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I thought was a nice feeling that we can all relate to is, is that energy in our bodies. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you mentioned that movie because in a way it does bring up certain things that uh, Rhythm and Motion I think is doing so well, which is allowing maybe not the most trained person to dive into the feeling of dance. As you had mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, Consuelo, about that feeling of we all experience, we all can experience when we jeté or twirl, even if it's not a perfect jeté or a perfect twirl. <laughs> that it doesn't matter whether sure. it's perfect or not, right? Absolutely. I think, I think that's, that really was a huge impulse. And, you know, and, and the discovery when I started dancing, teaching for these big uh, aerobic classes was, they can do it. They're, they're doing it. Prior to that, I remember I would come home sometimes when I was, you know, dancing and, and I would say to my friend, well, I don't know if I would say it or think it. I think I would more think it. But I would think, she doesn't get to, she doesn't know what that's like. She doesn't get to experience that. You know, because there was all this mystique around being a dancer. And still there is a little bit, but, or maybe, maybe more than a little bit. But there's, it, it really is something that everyone can partake of and should, you know, because it makes you feel good, like Dudley said. I'd love to hear a little bit about favorite moments from either running Rhythm in Motion, running a training class with your teachers, or observing students. Can you tell us about a favorite moment or two? I know it's been, you know, decades <laughs> of, of work, but love to hear uh, just a moment or two of what, what it's been like in the classroom for you. I would say my favorite moment, um, I I don't know if there's so many, um, because so very gratifying, you know, to uh, see what's happening with students while we're dancing, but also to hear what they say afterwards and, and how, as I said before, it, it, it is transformative and people feel it in their hearts. And so a lot of, a lot of emotions and that's very gratifying to say the least, but I think that um, in terms of running rhythm and motion, uh, I mean, here we are, we're a business, we're a woman-owned business, and it's not always, it hasn't always been easy to, you know, make it work from a business point of view. In San Francisco, it became more and more difficult to find space to teach in because San Francisco's real estate was, has been exorbitant, you know, and dance needs real estate. So that contradiction hit. And, and when we were at our uh, studio on, on Mission Street in San Francisco, where we were based for 30 years, at one point we had the opportunity to expand into the downstairs and, and build two more studios. We had just this one beautiful historic studio up above and I had a meeting with some of our friends and business advisors, and they all said, no way, <laughs> that is not going to happen. You know, that's too much. You're going to lose money, all of that. And I, you know, in, in my kind of determined and probably obnoxious way, I said, I think, I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> my husband helped us build out the uh, 
the studios and a lot of students volunteered and it worked. At that time, it was the goal was to bring in more world dance classes to complement our, our offering of dance workout with different parts of Africa and Latin America, and as well as modern and even ballet classes. We didn't, we didn't specialize in ballet, but we really, at that point, we had about 70 different forms of dance wow. that the decision enabled us to have. So that, that was, that felt pretty wonderful, but um, it wasn't always easy by any means. But getting loans from banks and getting loans from friends and parents along the way. But we paid them all back. <laughs> my, I think my favorite, I also, let me share two favorite moments um, with Rhythm Motion. And the first, the first moment I really grasped the history of Rhythm Motion was when we said goodbye to that space, Consuelo, in 2006. Because I remember it was, I believe it was March 5th, and it was a Sunday. And we had our last day of dance classes at the Soma Dance Center, at Rhythm Motion Dance Center in the Soma. And I remember hearing so many students sharing their stories about the space. And I remember them talking about their friendships and uh, some people missing their wedding day because they needed to go to class and um, hearing about, you know, their first experience taking a dance class. And it was the first time I really understood what rhythm motion meant to a lot of people. And I, I always thought I did, but I really grasped it in that, in that last day. So those stories from those longtime students really have stood, you know, I, I still think about a lot of those people and their stories. Um, and I love that space. I mean, it's where I felt like I, I was really at home as a dancer in that space. So that's one of my favorite memories about Rhythm Motion was the physical space and saying goodbye that day. But most recently, I guess I'd say my other favorite moment was the San Francisco Pride Parade contingent that we had in 2017. It was, we've, we've, so we've had a pride contingent since, gosh, 2013. And in 2017, we expanded um, our partnerships with members of the dance community or organizations in the dance community, because as we know, there was an election in 2016 and there was a lot of, uh, gosh, I don't know, sadness and a need for people to come together. And I, I was telling Lee Lehman, our managing director at the time, I said, gosh, you know what? Rhythm Motion does a lot in the dance community. And I think we should bring people together. And so I had this crazy idea of, of inviting different organizations to create this large mass dance contingent in the San Francisco Pride Parade to show the strength and diversity, which happened to be the theme for Pride. And, and so Rhythm Motion in partnership with Dancers Group and ODC and Lines Ballet and Latin Dance Grooves and the San Francisco Ethnic Dance Festival, we, we partnered together and had over 200 dancers on the street. And I, and I remember thinking, my gosh, dance is so powerful and I can't believe we just did this with all these organizations that do incredible work in their different fields. And I, I want to keep doing this. But I, I remember that first year and feeling really proud of, of the entire Barry dance community and, and what we could do and the possibilities for the future. So here we are four years later, 
and we are adapting to these next stages in the world. Um, where do you see the future of Rhythm and Motion in terms of perhaps what you mentioned just now, Dudley, in terms of bringing people back together and healing some of, of the things we need to heal from? It's honestly, it's, it's super uncertain right now <laughs> to be, to be frank. I, I know for certain that we're going to do our best to serve our dance community and to represent our dance community the best way we can and to support our teachers and to support our students. My best answer is to continue to adapt and to continue to evolve with the changing tides really. And I mean, never, never in, in my years with Rhythm Motion did I think that we were going to be online because I knew that the social aspect and the community aspect of dance was so important and, and being in the room together and listening to the music and, and feeling the energy of the people around us. And due to COVID, we know that that's not possible. And so, you know, we, we like many other dancers, dance organiza organizations and artists had to adapt and, and learn. And so... Um, fortunately, we're online and we're offering classes and we have the opportunity when we can to have outdoor classes. But I think that's my best answer is the future for the motion is to continue to evolve and to listen and to work towards fulfilling our mission to, to provide the joy, intensity and skill of dance in its many forms to the general public, which is, which is part of our mission statement. Um, it's not easy. It's definitely scary, and <laughs> um, but but I think we can do it because dancers are are we're resilient. We get through things a lot, and we do it together. And if we have enough passion and drive, we can we can really do anything. So I think that's that's the future for the motion for us is just to keep growing, keep going. Thank you. Many people agree that we have so much work to do, especially to unite that which has divided us. Do you each think dance helps or can help? Uh, I really absolutely believe that, that dance can heal and that that feeling of, of dancing in community is really like nothing else. In my time in Rhythm and Motion in 1992, I, my husband's an anthropologist, Thor Anderson, and uh, we had gone to Spain with our two little daughters. And I think that was a huge eye-opener for me in terms of really in terms of what we were doing in Rhythm and Motion, really realizing that we were, are performing a ritual that was missing in our society and seeing that in, in the small Basque village we lived in in Spain, that, you know, there were, there were festivals at, at least every two weeks. So it, the whole town would come together and find a reason to dance in the square. It, it, and it was astounding to me to see well, my three-year-old daughter and other two and three-year-olds would be learning the steps and, and dancing in a circle with, you know, 85-year-old women or men. We were, it, it felt so, we were all present. And of course, they're, you know, in a Basque village, especially, especially at that time, they're going to be people from different political persuasions and there's a lot of tension around Basque separatism, et cetera. But everyone could come together and dance. I also, to add to, to that, I, I, you know, with the Black Lives Matter demonstrations, I, I think a lot of us have seen those videos where the police were dancing with demonstrators. 
Yes. Is, is a is a very clear visual of how dance can bring people together because here are people protesting against police brutality and you know remove their uniform and just think about the person and and uh, seeing police dance i think it was the cupid shuffle in new jersey and in la and demonstrators dancing together or oh gosh i think they did the macarena somewhere atlanta i believe it was just like it was atlanta <laughs> a beautiful yeah it was a beautiful beautiful image of how dance how people just let go right and they just remember that we're people and and we have a common cause and we can come together if we just stop and listen and maybe do a little dance <laughs> and to foster some positivity and understanding through movement and music. Yes. The, the concept of, of unifying through movement that we're, we all are in these bodies and we inhabit these bodies and we are separate, but we are together in community um, are, are things to, to really consider as we move forward and, progress towards understanding our differences and, and really celebrating our differences as well, as long as they don't hurt other human beings. So is there anything else each of you, either of you'd like to mention? We, it looks like our time is sort of wrapping up here today, but is there anything else you'd like to mention that we haven't spoken to? I have one thing, and that is um, I was brought up by a feminist and, and embraced feminism early on. And we still run as a feminist organization with the principles of feminism. Not, and then, of course, it's grown. It's not just feminism. But, um, but I wanted to make it clear that, that that's always been, you know, those principles underlie. And I don't mean, you know, giving, providing jobs to women, because, of course, it's not just women who are, who are teaching. But, I mean, the way that we interact with each other and our, our teachers and our students, of course. And, and one thing I would love to add is to say, or to give a, a special shout out to all of our rhythm motion teachers, past and present, who've shaped our history and who have been champions of our mission and who've shared their artistry and their culture and themselves with, with our communities. Because without, without all of our teachers, you know, we wouldn't have a program. and. We've learned a lot because of them, and, and I'm excited to continue going with them and meeting new people and evolving uh, and adapting our program together as a, a team. So special shout out of love to our Rhythm Motion teachers out there all over the country. <laughs> Consola and Dudley, what a treat to have the opportunity to speak with both of you today. Thank you so much for having us, Hillary. Really Thank means you, Hillary. a lot. Museum of Dance is a nonprofit organization. We work to preserve and contextualize the universal art of dance for the greater public through innovative exhibitions, diverse educational programs, and accessible archival collections. Explore what moves you at museumdance.org. You can sign up here for emails, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram.